Now, the background to this passage is this. Um, a lot of people love this passage because we always claim, you know, I want something new. We want to, to have that, 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 you know, whatever that's impossible made possible. Because when we read it, it's like, wow, God says, I will make a way in the wilderness and rivers in the desert. We all want to have things like that. But if you, if you take a step back, why did Isaiah say such thing? And in what condition? In what situation? Because if you just read it like that, I mean, it's powerful enough. But if you know the background, you'll be able to see, wow, is that the reason why Isaiah said what he said? And so the background is this. In chapter 29, Isaiah prophesied about the attack of the Assyrians in Jerusalem. If you have time, you go back, you can read chapter 29. And then in chapter 39, Isaiah prophesied about Judah. It's going to be exiled to Babylon. Now, these are not very pleasant news, okay? Can you imagine, since one day I just walk to you and say, uh, Sean, you will, you will be attacked by robbers. And then I come to you and say, uh, you you will be taken away. Your children will be taken away. I mean, if I'm going to come to you to tell you about such news, you will not be very happy, right? And so it is in that context, Isaiah knew the people, they were, they were in despair. They were in despair because Isaiah already prophesied such news to them. And so therefore, it was in this context Oh, I keep forgetting that I need to press. Okay, the breaking news. The Isaiah gave this breaking news to Jerusalem and, and Judah about them being doomed. And so with that, with that setting, Isaiah gave them this word of comfort and said, hey, don't worry because the Lord is about to do a new thing. The Lord, even though you're going to be, be uh, under captivity in Babylon, but don't worry. Though you may be in a far, far land, though you may be in a desert, though you may be in a wilderness, but the Lord is, a, the Lord is able to create a way where there seems to be no way. God is able to create the river even in the desert for them. And so this is the context that Isaiah is telling the people. Hey, I know I've given you bad news, but guess what? Here is the good bit that the Lord is going to come for you. Now, similarly, for many of us, I know there are a lot of speculation for 2017. Uh, of course, now Donald Trump being the president, oh, I heard the, the, the forex and the exchange is like, ooh, roller coaster. It's going up and down. And of course, we also have the recent thing that... Um, Okay. Now we have oil prices going up, and then of course our, our petrol will also go up, and then of course we have this, this, uh, yeah. And we have that, that law that is frightening many of us, and I have a friend in BCM, and, and he was telling me, you know what, if they're going to implement this, I'm out of this country. Now these are news that will affect us as a nation. But seated here, probably you already have news. 
not so pleasant news. And this morning we received a text that one of our members, she just lost her brother to a heart attack. Things like that can happen suddenly. And so with this, I really... This is... I'm trying to get used to this. Okay. Driftwood at the sea. What does it mean? I think the Israelite and some of us, when we do not know how the future is going to be, when we keep hearing not so good news, we are as though the driftwood at the sea because you know why? We are powerless. We are being drifted here and there at the mercies of, of external forces. So if, if the oil price is going to increase, it's going to affect us. So we're going to like, oh no. So we, we, we are being pushed here and there. We are being drifted here and there at the mercies of the current of the sea. And so, I'm sure at that point, the people of God at that point will have this question. Hearing all this news, then how should I live then? It seems that I already have no purpose in life because if 2017 is going to be a bad year, then maybe I should string back, maybe I should hold back with you know, the way I live, how I spend, I should, I should do a lot of adjustment. We may do that. But I think for the Israelite, the Lord gave them this purpose. Even though they are hopeless, the Lord gave them this purpose. And I think this same purpose applies to us as well. In Isaiah 42, verse 6, just a chapter just before that beautiful scripture, and it says here, I, the Lord, have called you to demonstrate my righteousness. I will take you by the hand and guard you, and I will give you to my people Israel as a symbol of my covenant with them, and you will be light to guide the nations. It's very strange. I mean, God is, God is, He, he is a funny guy, I must say. Because you already asked Isaiah to prophesy such bad news to the people of God. But yet, at the same time, he doesn't want them to lose hope and he's giving them this, this new purpose in life and, and say, tell them, hey, this is how you ought to live. Though you will face, you will hear bad news around you. Don't you know the journey, the, the future ahead of you might not be that pleasant, but yet this is what I need you to do. God is telling them, I will take your hand. I will guard you. I will give you to my people Israel as a symbol of my covenant. And now you and I know that we are blessed because we reap the blessings of the covenant all the way to Abraham. Because of Abraham, we have this special covenant. And you and I, who are believers of the same faith, we enjoy the blessings of the Lord. And therefore, the Lord is telling them, since you are my people, you ought to live as a symbol. Because you know why? The people around you who do not know me ought to see how blessed you are because of me. You are going to be my symbol. And not only that, you will be my light to guide them. When I read that, I'm like, wow, God, this is crazy. When your life is, when everything is messed up in your life, when 2017 is not so promising, many of us, 
we will shrink back. We will tell God, God, hey, I'm not going to give so much to beneath pledge. I'm not going to give so much to missions fund because I need to hold back because, you know, of what is coming. But yet the Lord is telling His people, go. Go because you know why? I have called you to be a hope carrier. Regardless of a situation, regardless of what the world may say around you, though 2017, a lot of people will have speculated it's going to be a bad year, it doesn't bother me. And this is what I want you to do. You will continue to be my hope carrier. You will be a symbol of my covenant to the people around you and you will be the light to guide the nations around you as well. Now, I don't know about you, but when I look at that, I'm like, wow, this is not easy, actually. Even as a pastor, I look at it, I'm like, wow, this is really not easy. And so, as I was telling you, if the Lord has placed this in my heart, usually I will have to live it out. And last week, two weeks back to back, uh, we have funeral after funeral. And last, just this week, we had this funeral, and, and Pastor John called and said, Hey, Pastor Danny, I think we, we will need to get, you know, gather together and form a team because uh, one of our, our member, one of our youth, um, grandmother passed away. I said, Okay, we will see what we can do. And then, of course, the next text that he sent was like, Oh, because the whole family is Chinese speaking. I'm like, No. Okay. So immediately in my heart, I say, Okay, John, let's pray. And so while we pray, the Lord spoke to me actually. So I knew what the Lord wants to do. But me being me, I was very stubborn. So I told John, you know what? We have, I'm going to give you three options. First option is, you preach because that guy is under your zone. So it's not my zone. I can wash my hands clean. So even if I don't do anything, uh, I'm fine. But if you don't do anything, if you don't cover your behind, you are going to get into trouble. So you better do something. I said, don't worry, if you're going to preach, I will get, we, will get a, we will arrange an interpreter for you. That's option one. Then he's like, uh, not very keen. I said, what about option two? You know what? I don't preach. You don't preach. Since the interpreter can speak in Mandarin, why not we ask the person to preach? Then we don't have to do anything. So I said, I think that's the best option. Then he looked at me. Then he said, what do you think? He very smart nowadays. What do you think? I said, well... I said, actually, the Lord spoke to me. Lah. About what? Ah? I said, I think I have to do it. I think I like this option. <laughs> so I took it on. It's a new thing. Do you know, it's my first time preaching in Cantonese. First time preaching in Cantonese, I'm like, I don't know what, half past six, though I have a... My ex-girlfriend was a honky, but still... You know, I can only differentiate. It's not Gongjiu, it's Hengjiu. <laughs> yeah, because banana has got no gender. It's just banana. But we all, Malaysia, we always say, same ah. How do we know whether it's male or female, right? So my ex-girlfriends always tease me. How do you know whether it's a male or female? And so guess what? I took on the challenge because, simply because the Lord spoke to me. Danny, do it. I'm like, okay, I'll do it. So I said, Pastor John, let's do it then. To cut the long story short, um, 
on Friday, we collected the ashes with the family and the family said, hey, Pastor, thank you so much you've been here and, and you've been around for us because uh, the, the, the grandmother who passed away is, is a Christian and, and of course, the, the member that, that, that attends our, our, our service. But everybody else is a non-believer, pre-believers. So we're like, oh, okay, this is tricky because we have to be very careful with what we say because we don't want to come across as too pushy. And so we will, we, will, we will do our thing and we were very nice. And at the end, guess what? Usually at the funeral, we are the ones that will ask, as long as there is a new you know, uh, 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 teenager or, uh, or a college student, we will be always the first one to say, hey, can I have your contact? Just so that we can follow up with them. And guess what? This time around, before I can actually flip up my phone, uh, one of the, the family members, one of the aunties, begin to say, Oi, Leng Zai Moksi. Why are you all laughing? Eh? You're laughing because it's not true or you're laughing because you're agreeing? Okay. But I choose to believe that it's, it's true, lah, right? It's, so every time I would go to the, when I go step into the parlor, this auntie would be like, Leng Zai Moksi Leng Zai So, for those of you, Leng Zai Moksi simply means very good looking pastor. So every time I step into the parlor, this auntie, a few of them were like, oh, the good looking pastor is here. And of course, they tried to be nice. When, when Pastor John and I, we were together, then they would say, oh, two good looking pastors. But I always tell them, no, no, no. When the two of us are around, there could only be one good looking pastor, and that's me. <laughs> <laughs> and so, after lunch, I mean, during, at the end of the lunch, so the auntie quickly told the, the son, Pastor, quickly get a good-looking pastor's number because I want to invite him back to our, our Chinese New Year reunion. I'm like, wow, sure. I have no clue. We, this is our first time meeting them. But they were so... This is the first time I, I, I must tell you, really, I have been to many, many funerals out of these 10 years of ministry, many, many funerals. This is the first time I felt so connected with them. We've, I felt like we are like family, you know. We could just sit there and talk and eat and it doesn't feel like funeral actually. It, feel like, it feels like reunion. So at the end, the, the few of us, they absolutely adore Pastor John because the way he eats, he can eat so much. They're like, oh, it's like, don't eat us. Eat, eat, eat. You know, auntie, they're like, eat, eat. <laughs> but it was amazing. The way... Like Mei Fong, being so young, be able to, to connect with a 50, almost 60-year-old uncle. And they talk and talk in Cantonese. Because you know why? When the Lord has placed this passage in my heart, I know, Danny, I'm going to do a new thing. I'm going to do a new thing. And you're going to experience doing the new thing. And guess what? I did the new thing. I preached in Cantonese. We connected with the family and the family did something that shocked us, that invited us back to their own family dinner. I mean, it's something new for us. And so I knew the Lord is doing something new. And tonight, uh, this afternoon, I hope you're expecting God to do something new in your life as well. Would you tell the person next to you, expect new thing. Now, when, when the Lord... When you read this passage, behold, I'm doing a new thing. This one verse, I'm going to talk about the four Bs. The four Bs to bring out this verse, 
to come to pass in your life. The first B is you need to be whole. Obviously, because that's the beginning, the first word of this scripture. The verse says, Behold, for I am doing a new thing. Behold, what does it mean? Behold simply means be sure to see and don't miss out. I'm not talking about just touch and go type of looking. Because many of us, we will just look and as we go for window shopping, we can look at a lot of things. We just look and we just touch and go. We, have, we don't even pay attention. But when the Lord says, Behold, the intensity is greater. In order to behold, you actually have to stay put. In order to behold, you actually need to be connected to the person that you're looking at. So in this case, God is saying, Behold, look at me. Now I want to share this. As a pastor, sometimes we, we have this guilt for, you know, if we are too busy, we don't do our devotion. So very quickly in the car, we are, I'll just quickly read. Okay, I have done it. I've read my Bible. Yay. Checked. But do you know many times the Lord will speak to my heart and begin to rebuke to me and say, Danny, that is not spending time with me. You are just trying to fulfill your guilt conscience because you are just, yeah, checked. I've done it. But many times, a lot of the, 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 the plans the God, that God has placed in my life, many times, it's not just through just reading the Word of God. Many times, I will just spend in His presence, begin to just look at Him, having the moment to just behold who God is to me and be, be, begin to behold what He has for my life. And many times, when I just say, do you know many times you thought that when you do devotion, you got to be, wow, super holy, must... Wow, kneel down, no need. Many times, now that I have a baby, it's very hard. I have to carry my girl, and sometimes my devotion is just with her. I would just sit down in the chair, and she could be sleeping in my arms. I can just have a moment with the Lord. A moment just to behold who God is to me. Because the, behold, the moment to behold is actually a moment to connect with God. Our devotion shouldn't be just something that we read, something that we read of what other people have, have, have said. Because it's, to us, many of us, that's devotion. To me, what other people say has not, uh, doesn't carry very heavy weight. But I'm concerned is every day, what is the Lord speaking to me? That moment when I get connected to God, the moment when I behold Him, that moment when He speaks to me, that day, what I need to do, is good enough. And that is what we call time alone with God. Amen? So when you behold Him, because you know why you're so careful, you don't want to miss out, you're sure, you're so sure, God, I want to see you. I don't want to miss out. I, I want to hear from you. And that's when day after day, you come before the Lord and say, God, I want to behold Behold, I want to look at you. I want to behold your glory and your majesty and begin to just look at what you have in store for me. Because you know why? When you begin to, to have that behold moment with God, He's going to reveal His plan to you. Amen? Because many times, we always, we always ask the pastor, Pastor, how do I know whether, whether this is from God or not? Then my question is always, tell the people, go back, have a moment, 
a behold moment with the Lord. When you look at Him long enough, He will sure to speak to you. Amen? So before you can know what the, what, 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 what's the new thing the Lord is going to do in your life, you need to take a moment to behold. Amen? Alright, so tell the person next to you, learn to behold. Because you know why? When you behold, besides the 4B, to bring this behold come to being, when you behold, there are three A's as well. So many things are this morning. Eh? The three A's. When you are in His presence, when you look at Him intently, when you behold all that He has for you, I'm sure that you will be amazed, that you will be aligned, that you will be assured. Amen? Why? Because somebody who has gone before us, his name is Abraham. Abraham in Genesis 17 was 99 years old. The Lord appeared to him and said, I am God Almighty. Walk before me faithfully and be blameless. Then I will make my covenant between me and you and will greatly increase your numbers. Do you know at that point, Abraham has got no son? But yet at that point, when he met with the Lord, the Lord said, this is my plan, this is my purpose, this is the new thing I'm about to do in your life, though you say you are 99, but I am able. And God, at that point, can you imagine? Wow, I put myself in Abraham's shoes. At that point, I think I would do like Abraham did. He fell face down because you know why? He was just amazed. After seeing God, after seeing His plan, He's just amazed. God, who am I that you're mindful of me? God, who am I? I'm 99. You mean you can still do a miracle in my life? You mean I'm, not, I'm 99 and you still find me worthy to live for you? But God say, Abraham, I'm going to do a new thing in your life. And you will be so amazed. Not only will you be amazed when you behold God, you will also be assured. Because you know why? There are many times in the presence of God, God will give you the new thing, the new plan, the new ideas, the new strategies. And many times we are so afraid, just like the Israelites. Because you know why? God told them, you've got to be a hope carrier. Though you are living life as though you have no hope, but I want you to be a hope carrier. They'll be like, huh? But I'm going to be in exile in Babylon. I'm already in trouble. How am I going to refresh those around me? How am I able to be able to, to bring out your light? How, am I, how, how do you expect me to go around to talk about hope when I'm already hopeless, when I already know my future is in such condition? God, aren't you expecting too much? But God is telling them, no, 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 no. When I give you a new thing, when I give you a new plan, when I give you a new purpose... I don't plan to just amaze you. I will assure you that I will go with you. That's why Genesis say, chapter 18, this one chapter after that, the Lord appeared to Abraham again near the great trees while he was there. And in verse 10, the Lord said, I will surely return to you about this time next year. And Sarah, your wife, will have a son. Remember the chapter before? You will have a son. Seems so impossible. But yet, when he appeared again, when Mo Moses, when Abraham began to have that behold moment again, 
And that's when God says, I will now assure you that I will do my bit because it is a partnership. Whenever God gives you a plan or a purpose in your life, He will make sure that He will partner with you as well. Just when you do your part, God says, I will partner with you and I will do my part. And I'll bring the Son come to pass because that's my promise. You don't have to worry. So when, when God is telling you that I'm going to give you a new plan, I'm going to give you a new purpose, I'm going to give you a, 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 a new strategy for your business, don't worry because you know why? He's going to come alongside you. He's going to be your partner to, to make sure that this plan is going to come to pass. Amen? Amen? Not only you will be amazed, assured, but this part, a lot of people don't really like it. It's called, you will be aligned. Because you know why? While they were talking, while Abraham and God talked, Sarah was nearby, and this is what, what she did. Sarah heard that, huh? You mean my husband who's 99 can still give birth to a son? God, you must be crazy. Then the Lord said to Abraham, why did Sarah laugh and say, I cannot see from there. Will I really have a child now that I'm old? Then the Lord said, Is there anything too hard for the Lord? I will return to you at the appointed time next year and Sarah will have a son. Sarah was afraid and she lied. She lied and said, But God, I did not laugh. God said, Yes, you did laugh. When I read this, I'm like, wow. Now, God is very personal. God is so personal. He knows. Though Sarah was not in direct conversation with the Lord, but Lord, the Lord knows. The Lord knows. Because you know why? When the husband and wife join together, we become one. We become one. And so therefore, when, when God gave this new plan to Abraham, it's for Sarah as well. I mean, how can, how can Abraham give birth, right? On his own? Of course, definitely he would need Sarah. But yes, Sarah was not aligned with this plan. Sarah was out of, out of this total, 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 you know, out, totally out of place because Sarah said, there's no way. He is 99. I, could, I am old as well. How can I? God said, no, 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 no. Sarah, that's why you need to be aligned. Your mindset needs to be aligned to mine. That's why I say, my way is never your ways. So I need to align your ways to mine first. So many times, in order for the new thing to come to pass in your life, you need to spend time connecting with God, having that behold moment. Because when you have that moment, you will be amazed with what God can do in and through your life. And not only that, you will be assured that He's going to walk with you till He sees to completion. And many times, from the time that He revealed the plan to you, to the time that He will make sure that it's come to completion, the time in between, there's a time that many of us need to always go back to the Lord and say, God, I have a roadblock. I'm stuck. Lord, this is not going. And that's when the Lord will say, hey, hey, okay, let me align you to this. No, 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 no. This is not the way. Let me align you to this. No, no, let me align you to back to this. So there will be a lot of alignment when the moment the Lord reveal His plan to you till, he, till your plan comes to pass. So that period of time is very important because in between, there will be a lot of alignment. 
there'll be a lot of alignment. And that brings me to the second B. The more, after you behold, after the Lord has amazed you, assured you, aligned you, usually when He aligns you, He wants this next B to come to pass. And that B is called break. Everybody say this with me, break. Tell the person next to you, the Lord is about to break you. Now, we don't like this. We don't like the fact that, what, the Lord is going to break me? But you know what? God says, I have to break you. Though I'm a God that's unchanging, but I want you to change. Because you know what? You are not like me yet. You are still working in progress. Therefore, I need to break you. For my plan to even come to pass in your life and through your life, I need to break you. I always ask Pastor Julie this, because I always look at her and say, wow, Pastor, how do you actually speak to these people and begin to do all these great and mighty things for the Lord? And she once told me this, Danny, a lot of people like you, they always yearn for the anointing. A lot of people yearn, we want to have power. Now in the secular world, secular world we yearn to have power. We yearn to have the position. But in the, in, in, in the spiritual world, we yearn, like for me, I yearn for anointing. I wish that the moment I speak, the moment I raise my hand, foom! And the whole congregation will go, whoa, slain in spirit. I mean, that would be great, right? But yet, it all comes with a price. It all comes with a price. The Lord can always give you and I new things. But the problem is, are you ready for the new things? Because in order for the new things to come to pass, He needs to break you. He needs to break you because you know why? When I told Pastor Julie that I want to have more anointing, she took up this same bottle. She said, look, Danny, this is you. If you, you are just, your capacity can only hold 500 ml, and that's how much of anointing the Lord can pour into you because your capacity can only hold 500 ml. So I said, uh-huh, so... That's when she said, that's why the Lord has to break you to give you a five-gallon capacity bottle so that the Lord can pour out five gallons of His anointing into your life. But the breaking part is the hardest part. That's why God says, I am the porter, you are the clay. Look at Sarah. Sarah said, hey, Sarah's mindset was just, I will have no child. That is, that is a capacity because it's, no, it's only natural. I will not be able to conceive because I'm already so old. This is my capacity. I will die with Abraham. I will die without a child. But the Lord began to break her and say, Look, Sarah, I'm going to align you. I'm going to break your mindset. I'm, I'm going to break your limitation. I'm going to break your capacity. Says who? Today, I'm going to do a new thing and today, you will have a child. So for many of us today, don't be, don't be paralyzed by your limitations. Don't be paralyzed by your capacity because you know why? God can break you and God can mold you and shape you and give you and create a bigger capacity within you today. Amen? So that He can give you this new thing that you are about to do and accomplish for Him. A bigger and better vessel, a bigger and better capacity for what?
so that the Lord can breathe His life into it again. We want greater capacity so that the Lord can fill it up again. In order for, for Him to fill up, he, he needs to breathe in again. He needs to breathe in something new. He needs to bring, breathe in something fresh. Most importantly, we need Him to breathe, breathe in life, new life into us. Because if the Lord has broken you from a 500 ml capacity bottle, if the Lord still create in you a new capacity, a 5 gallon capacity bottle, the Lord's going to add into it so that He can see the plan He has placed in your life come to pass. Amen? Amen? So by breathing into you, God can bring out the best in you because that's His ultimate goal. Because the Lord wants to break you so that He can create something new within you, so that He can create a new capacity in you because He wants to bring out the best in each and every one of us so that we can be a symbol of covenant to the people around us, so that we can be the light to the nations around us because the Lord wants to bring out the light. The Lord wants to bring out the best within you. Amen? And so that brings me to the next, B, the last B, which is bring. The Lord is going to bring out His light in and through you because that that is His ultimate purpose for every one of His hope carrier. And today, I think He's speaking to you, His beloved hope carrier. You are His beloved hope carrier. You are precious because without you, many around you will not be able to see the light. Many around you will not know how blessed they can be because they have not tasted the blessings of this covenant. But you have. You have. So today, will you allow God to do something new within you? Will you allow God to break you so that He can create a bigger capacity within you? Will you allow God to bring out the best in you so that you can be the hope carrier that God wants you to be? And today, I believe the Lord wants to bring new wine skin a new wine to all of us 2016 is coming to an end 2017 is just around the corner what do you expect God to do in 2017 what do you expect God to do in your business in 2017 what do you expect God to do in your family in 2017 what do you expect God to do in your in your child's life in 2017 what do you expect God to do in your studies, in your exam in 2017? What do you expect God to do in your spiritual life in 2017? Do you still expect to do the same old, same old? Do you still expect God to let you be so that you can be in a comfort zone because you are so comfortable within it? Though the world may speculate that 2017 is a bad year, but you know what? The child of God. We thrive in the midst of persecution. We thrive in the midst of hardship. We thrive. In such dire circumstances, you have seen 
again, over and over again in the Bible. Every child of God, they thrive. Joseph thrived even in the prison. Moses thrived even in the desert. Elijah thrived even at the pursuit of this crazy evil queen. Every single one of them thrived because the Lord was with them, because the Lord was ready to do a new thing in and through them. So church, do not be afraid of what future may bring you. Because today, all we have to do is behold that every day we will just come to His presence and say, God, teach me, show me so that He will amaze you with the new things that He's going to do in you and through your life, in your family, in your business, in your career, and in your school. So this morning, are you ready for God to pour out His new wine into you? Are you ready for God to give you the new wine skin? When we talk about new wine and new wine skin, it's simply because it's simply, it could be new strategies, new ideas that the Lord has for you. Whether for, for a business that is at the brink of growing or, 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 or for exponential growth. It's at the brink. The Lord says, hey, I'm going to give you a new wine. I'm going to give you new ideas. I'm going to give you new strategies to have a bigger market share. But the Lord didn't want to stop there. I don't want you to just have, I'm just not going to give you new wine skin so they can enjoy and just be happy about it. But the Lord wants you to have, to bring you to a new level, a new dimension with Him. Because the Lord is, He's crazily in love with you. He wants to be involved with all that you do. Therefore, He's so interested to give you the new wine. He's so interested to give you that new wine skin. He's so interested to give you the new ideas, the new end, the, the new strategies. Because you know why? He's crazily in love with you. And His, His intention is to bless you so that people around you can see. So He wants you to bring it to the new level. He wants you to bring it to the new dimension that you have never seen before. And He's interested to see new growth in you. He's interested to see expansion in you. This should be expansion. You should be expanding, whether in your business, in your family. Now family, not, not, not just numbers, but in terms of the quality. There should be growth. There should be expansion in all these areas. Because God is interested in all this because God wants to see a wholesome family, a wholesome child of God being built and being grown, rooted in Him so that people around Him is like, wow, your God is amazing. And that's what exactly my mom told me before she came to know the Lord. The Lord, my mom told me this. I have no words for, for your God. But I can simply say this, that your God is amazing. And I knew at that time, I have done what the Lord has told me to do because if I live my life well, if I, have, if I live like a hope carrier, the people around me will be able to see and know that my God is amazing, that my God is great, that my God is awesome. Amen. And so today you say, God, I have no clue how. I'm still afraid. Lord, you know I don't have enough 
resources. Lord, you know that I'm not that talented. And But Lord, I'm just plain afraid. You know what? When that scripture was given, Isaiah 43, 19, when the Lord began to speak to them and say, Behold, I am doing a new thing. Sounds scary for many of us because we do not know what to expect. But you know what? The Lord is very clever. In verse 1, God gave them this promise. Promise to the hope carrier. Though you may not know how to bring out the new plan that I have for you, fear not, for I have redeemed you. I've called you by name. You are mine because I am your Redeemer. I have redeemed you once. I will redeem you once again. I will redeem you over and over again so you don't have to be afraid. You just have to keep doing what I told you to do. Amen? And he didn't stop there because he knew that people, we are very stiff-necked. We are very stubborn. We will always go to the Lord and say, God, I'm afraid. God, I cannot do this. But God, the economy is bad. God, this, God, that. God, I can't. Many of us, we are like Moses. God, I'm not, I'm not eloquent. I'm not good enough. God knew. And so, He didn't stop there. Verse 3, God says, For I am the Lord your God, the Holy One of Israel, your Saviour. God is saying, My child, don't worry. Not only am I your Redeemer, I am your Saviour. I've saved you over and over again. From situation to situation, I will continue to save you so you don't have to worry. If you think your business is not doing well, don't worry. Take a moment to behold me and I will give you the new wine. I will give you the new wine skin. I will begin to save you. I will begin to save your business. I will begin to save your family. I will begin to save your, your wayward child. I will begin to save your grace as well. And God knows, I'm not going to stop here. I'm going to convince you Waiting? Yes, we're waiting. Next slide. God says, Fear not, for I am with you. When God says, I'm with you, He's simply saying, saying, saying this to you that I am the anchor of your soul. No matter what you're going to go through, though you think that the new thing is a bit overwhelming, a bit daunting for you at this moment, but you, guess what? I'm the anchor of your soul. So don't worry. I'm going to hold you firmly. You're not going to drift again like the driftwood at the sea because you will not drift as long as I am in you. And when you are in me, I will make sure that you will not drift because I will be your anchor. Amen? And it didn't stop there. He said, Hope Carrier, listen up. I am the Lord, your Holy One, the Creator of Israel, your King. Being your king, it is my responsibility to protect you. Because every king will have a kingdom, will have a palace. And all the people will live inside with a fortified city wall. And this is what God intend, in, in, intends to do. That because you belong to me, I am your king, I will protect you. I will protect you. I will protect you. You're going in and coming out. I will protect your family. I will protect your career. Don't worry. Just give my heart. Give me your heart. Give me your heart. And lastly, that's when he's saying, 
Hope Carrier listener, behold, I'm doing a new thing. I will make a way in the wilderness and rivers in the desert because I am your miracle working God. Not only I am your redeemer, not only I'm your savior, not only I'm your protector, I am also uh, your miracle working God. So today, if I say I'm going to do a new thing in your life, I will do a new thing in your life. Amen. And so this, this afternoon, I will just one hour, I know time is up, but I want you to just bear with me for a few short moments. I'm just going to ask Pastor John to sing this song. I want you to have that short behold moment with the Lord. They say, God, I need to behold you. I want to behold the things that you have for me, the new things. Because probably some of us here, we are dying to have the new thing. Because we are sick and tired of the old things that we are living with. So today, if you're ready for the new thing, if you want the new thing that God has in store for you, would you begin, would you very quickly stand to your feet right now and say, God, don't miss me out. Count me in. I want the new thing that you're about to do. Count me in as I begin to behold you. Lord, give me this new thing. Give me this new thing. Amaze me with this new thing, Lord. Whether be it for my family, be it for my career, be it for my business, Lord. Show me this new thing.